I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Reflections episode on the lovely and talented Megan Barker. Of course, I'm here with my partner in crime, Frankie C. Frankie C, how you doing? Yo, I'm doing good. Yeah. Better now. Better now. That that episode is out. Yes, me too. Better now. I feel like every time an episode comes out, we just get a little more proud and a little more excited about the future episodes to come. This episode had one of those magical vibes in the room yeah. where you really start to hit on some vulnerability yep. and some just very relevant topics and you just feel it in your soul. And that's why I've just been so excited to share it. I've also been really excited to share it because she released her single Cowboys and it's been doing really well in streaming. Yeah. It's been on several viral TikTok videos. Yeah. And so it's really cool that that is the song that she played for our show. Yes. I, you know, full disclosure, I did co-write on that too. So I have a little skin in the game on the song. Did I not know that? Did you guys say that during the uh, interview? Yeah, I think think she did. Well, congrats to you then. It's doing really well. And it's, oh, thank you. She did. I think she mentioned it towards the end. And it is so fun. Is that the first Boris song we've heard? Yeah, I think so. I will say what's cool about it, what I really like about it, though, is that it's kind of different. And it's like this sort of bedroom pop, country pop. The beats sound very like classic beats from a garage band or something like that. But it's done in a really cool way. So I'm glad it's out there. And, and I think that Megan's getting some great feedback from it. So I'm really proud of her and proud of what she's doing. I love the program drums and stylistically how it can take country to a fun more modern place. I'm into it. Um, I'm a fan. Yeah, me too. I'm a fan of Barker in general. When you listen to the interview, you know, you can't help but be a fan of her. She has such a great energy. Like you're talking about the magic in the room. She comes in and sits down and it's just, she's so easy to talk to. She's a whole like character, really. I mean, she, she shows up, she had the boots and the bright pink hat. That's right, man. She was just like, yeah, rock star cowgirl vibes. Rock star cowgirl vibes is totally right. That's totally Megan Barker. Her story was really cool. I think what really struck me was her relationship with her dad and how he was really one of her first songwriting co-writers and mentors. Yeah. That was like moving yeah. for me. Yeah. Just to see that skill set be like passed on to her as something that they could enjoy together. Yeah, it was really touching. I mean, not a lot of people I mean, there is there are legacy, like there are like writers in this town who come from sort of legacy writers, but there's not many of them anymore. And 
for whatever, for a variety of reasons, I'm sure, you know, from, either from seeing your parents struggle or, or just not being, not wanting to do what your parents do. Cause that's just as kids are just like that anyways. But here's Megan who saw songwriting as a way to, you know, something she loved cause she loved performing. She loved, clearly loved being in music from a very lo- young age as we found out. But I think she also saw songwriting as a way to connect with her father, you know? And like she says, like that was something that nobody else, none of the other, her siblings, had that connection. And she said, you know, I had a record deal waiting for me. Like, I do know people in this town who had very successful parents and it's not a guarantee. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still this thing where you can work your ass off for years and still not really see those same successes. And, you know, she even said that, like his hits were in the 80s. Like, he maybe had a few strings he could pull for me, but... You know, I was kind of on my own in that aspect. And that on on her own thing, that's sort of defined her. You know, uh, we were talking about DIY, right? The sort of do-it-yourself lifestyle that Barker basically embraces. I think that a lot of artists look at their dreams and think, well, you know, I have to do this in order to do that. I have to have a record deal to make a music video. I have to be signed in order to write these quality great songs but she really took her dream into her own hands and said okay well if no one's gonna do this for me then I'm gonna do it for myself and yeah she did yeah she did there's no question it's funny that it sounds like based on listening to her that even though she's been doing music her whole life she feels like she's finally moving the needle more now than she ever did and it sounds like that's direct connection to the fact that she's like I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm not going to let the lack of a label support or, or even the lack of a bunch of money or anything like that really try to stop me. I'm going to try to figure out a solution to what I need to overcome to be successful in this industry. And that attitude, I think, is going to continue to serve her well going forward. There's a narrative that I think you can buy into. You know, she was saying it can feel like as a woman, you've got that expiration date. And it is really true. Like, there are horrifying meetings where people find a way to tell you how you're not going to make it. They tell you, like in her case, you know, be in a duo and then maybe we can market you. Yeah. You know, I, I had this horrifying meeting when I was first coming to Nashville and I met it with several different publishers, tried to cram all those meetings into one week. And, and some of the publishing houses were so warm and welcoming and I felt at home And some had these big marble hallways and it felt like, you know, it was hard to even check in at the front desk, you know, without them calling whoever you're meeting and like double checking that you were allowed to be there. And I just remember being like, wow, the vibe really varies in this town from place to place. But I had one meeting. I'm not going to throw any names under the bus, but I, I'm not a small girl. Like I'm not super thin. And, um, The publisher asked me what artists I look up to, and I threw out Kelly Clarkson, and he said, yeah, well, she needs to lay off the buffet table if she's going to keep selling records. (sighs) You know, this was before the Kelly Clarkson show. Now she's got her own freaking show, like, you know, two big birds to you, man. Like, I understand that that's what you think you need in order to market music, but there is a whole market out there for girls that don't fit your definition of what sells. 
I mean, that's, I'm glad, glad you shared that story. That's brutal. I'm sure so many people listening are like, oh my God, girl, I have a thousand, a thousand more where those came from. Send uh, them know. in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Send them in. We'll, I'll read we'll them. Anonymous. <laughs> but I will say that that's what I liked about the Barker conversation too, is just her honesty about being a woman in this town, talking about being an aging artist. And it's so, I even, I feel like I feel uncomfortable even saying that because it's like, what is age? What does that even mean? Right? Like we're not talking about like an octogenarian, like an 88 year old starting out songwriting for the first time. Right. You know, and, and it's just so funny how I was actually, this makes me think of the other day about, um, a friend of mine got pregnant and she was like laughing about how it's a geriatric pregnancy. Right. Yeah. Like and 30 or like, something like and she's 30, <laughs> she's 36. I was reading this stat that in North America, it's more common or in Canada, sorry, I don't know if it's the same in the United States, but in Canada, more people are getting pregnant in their 30s than their 20s same now. Here, yeah. And so this means like saying geriatric pregnancy just means the normal age for right. everyone to get pregnant. So it's age is so like, it's so weird that we just sort of attach labels to it for no actual, like there's no like clinical evidence that any age does anything, right? We're just like, oh, that person's aging out of the music business. It's like, what? No right. way, man. By that definition, I'm a geriatric song writer. Yeah, like we all are. I'll tell you that. <laughs> a geriatric artist. I know. It's so crazy, right? And then like, of course, like, and I mean, we've t- beat this to death, but guys, there is this kind of weird thing where a guy can be like mid forties and somehow look young and be cool, you know, look cool. Like they, you know, his PR team's done a hell of a job and he, no one like blinks an eye that he's in his mid forties, you know? No yeah. And I'm, I don't mean to demean the struggles that men faced because they face no, of course not. a lot of different struggles. Um, but this just happens yeah. to be one that feels a little targeted to women Yeah, at the moment. I don't know how people could disagree with that. If you're in this business enough, you see it. And, uh, you know, and Megan was willing to chat about it a little bit and open a door to it. And Megan's, she's so, like, she doesn't pull many punches, and but she does it very sweetly. She's not a mean person. There's not a mean bone in her body, I don't think, actually, to be honest. And she's kind of done it all, too. You know, she has her own podcast. She's an artist. She hosts, uh, you, know, a, you know, a round that has been going on in Nashville for a long time. She knows everybody. I feel like she just, like, She's doing the 10-year town thing, and, and she's been on every side of this struggle. So that makes her valuable, makes her valuable, her story valuable, and I hope a lot of people got stuff out of it. And, and uh, I mean, I feel like we're going to say this in a lot of episodes, but when her hit comes, we're going to have to have a celebrate Megan Barker <laughs> episode. Hell you know, yeah. I can't on. wait. And I hope that you know anyone listening to her episode can understand her wisdom on taking your career into your own hands. And what you want to get done, you can do on your own. For folks out there, thank you for listening to our Reflections episode on Megan Barker. I'm David Boris. And I'm Frankie C. And remember, everybody everybody sucks. sucks.